We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. The pitch from Juarez popped up on the infield. She catches it. Game over. The Oklahoma Sooners are the national championship winners in a season for the ages. They dogpile outside the circle. They have lived the championship mindset. Four fingers in the air as they pile on G. Juarez in a season unlike anything we have ever experienced. The Sooners have persevered and they take the scenic route to the national championship. You rewind a week ago, people thought the Sooner team was down and out. And there was no way they were going to make it back. And here they come proving everyone wrong. What a performance by the Sooners. What a performance by G. Juarez. Unbelievable. Oklahoma loses a week ago today the opener in the Women's College World Series, and they fight all the way back to win the national championship. How about that? Sooner Sports Podcast on a championship Friday. Let's go. Aaron Miller joins us. OU Softball won its fifth national championship. Aaron, first and foremost, let's just let's talk about everything around the game. Take me through what it was like to put together something unique with the alums, and then when it's over, one of the first things Patty Gasso does is walk up the stairs to the stands <laughs> and just embraces all of you guys. How special was that? I uh, have cried more than a handful of times, but um, that's just how meaningful it is. That really puts it in perspective is how deep the love runs and um, it knows no bounds. That Sooner Sisterhood is so tight and I hope that the world got to witness just a little bit of it as we 
cheered our tails off in the stands for those young women. Um, I, I think specifically to just watching that team celebrate on the field and as a group of us about 10 deep in the stands, just, just look onto the stadium and see that celebration and joy and hugs between coaches and players. Like we've experienced that. And the fact that we get to be a small part of it um, as an alumni group is so, so special. And I'm, I'm just thankful to be a part of it. What, you know, we, we see the, the, the personal side of it with the interviews and, it was really cool to see uh, her granddaughter Grace on her lap during the championship celebration. <laughs> but Aaron, what is it behind the scenes that makes Patty Gasso such a special coach? You know, I um, we have such a unique perspective, Chris, because we know her on a, a personal level, right. and I think about the relationship that we have on a personal level, and from the outside looking in. Um, you know, it, it might be a different perspective, but when you're in her corner, she's, she's not closed off to us. You know, I, I think of the, the public perception of like, man, she's intense and, you know, she really is gritty and yeah, she is, but she also has this very soft, vulnerable side that loves her people so hard and, fights for her people tooth and nail. She, she fights to play the game the right way to fight for females in sports at the highest level to get the respect that we deserve. And that to me is even a deeper legacy that she will leave outside of just the championship success is the fact that she has set a precedent for all of her players and everyone that's come through her program that she's had the ability to touch and make an impact on is that it's so much deeper than just softball and her impact on my life personally has helped me forge a career in sports. It's helped me have confidence in a room where I probably wouldn't have walked in with my chest proud and my head high. And that's what I appreciate about her is what she's instilled outside of just the sport. National Championship number five. We're going to celebrate it tomorrow night as you consume this, hopefully on a Friday afternoon or a Friday evening, Saturday night, 6.30 p.m. at Marina Heinz Field is when the celebration will take place. Aaron, let's let let's just go down the list of, of things that stand out. First, G. Juarez, most outstanding player. Oh. She had struggled down the stretch of the season, but to see her ramp it up another level was really amazing. You know, um, we, we got to hang with the team a little bit after the championship and immediately I am on the look for G and right when I find her, she walks into that room. I just like embrace her as tight as I possibly could. And I said, you know, G I, I can't even put it into words how proud I am of the excellence and this next level potential that you tapped into. She went to another place. She went to another place. If you've been following her journey of two years of injury and adversity, transferring over from Arizona State, I mean, I, I just, I look at her path how, and how it's unfolded. And on this stage, for her to do what she did, like I'm getting goosebumps talking about it because that is how huge it was. She went to another place for her team. And I know, I know that all of her other teammates would say the same thing. It's like she, she stepped up in a big way. 
And then you shift from what G did in the circle to how this team stepped up offensively, where they've been amazing all year long. Most runs ever by a team in college softball history. Most home runs ever by a team in college softball history. Jossie inching up on Lowe's mark. I think she's fourth all-time now in career home runs. T.R.A. Jennings, a freshman record for most RBIs in the season. I mean, I mean, this team's offense, while it struggled a bit in game one, and it took them a while to get going, Aaron, when they got going, they went left lane hammer down and never looked back. Yeah. You know, I, I think first we got to talk about the historical aspect that you just rattled off. Like, the history that this team made last year is something that I don't know that we will truly understand the magnitude of for years to come. When we get to look back and reflect on, holy cow, like we really did witness greatness out of that 2021 team. And I've, I've been a part of a lot of softball. I've now called a lot of softball and I have never in my 27 years of being alive seen a team do what that team has done the offensive juggernaut that this squad is is something that I don't know we will ever see another team do unless they can come back and do it again next year (laughs) I mean that's the hope but it's it's unbelievable the numbers they've put up are hard to even believe or fathom we're hanging out with Aaron Miller here on the Sooner Sports Podcast, and it's brought to you by Communication Federal Credit Union, whom we are very grateful for, Aaron, and their postseason support of our coverage here of Sooner Softball. They've, they've given us a platform to be able to do some extra podcasts, and we hope you guys are enjoying it. A couple more. We'll let you get out of here. we got the Patty Gasso presser. You're going to hear from, I think, G and Nicole Mendez and their post-game pressers. But what was – I mean, G stepping up was huge. The offense getting going was was amazing, but – Take us through that mindset to not allow yourself to get down after your first loss. I mean, and, and then you think about it, the two teams that advanced to the winner's bracket, right, um, when they lost in Oklahoma State and UCLA, they're done after one yeah. game. I mean, it takes a pretty special championship mindset to be able to persevere through that kind of adversity. Well, and I, I always take any chance I can to remind people that it is – it's a hard feat, right, to win a championship, but it's an even harder feat to do it the way OU just did it. So come out and drop game one, fight all the way through the loser's bracket to do what they did in that tournament, and then come into the three-game series, drop game one, and win the last two. I mean, quite literally took the hardest route to get that championship. It is... It is a haul. I mean, it starts in early May when you get to the end of conference play. Guys, it it is a tough, tough journey to do what this team just did. Um, And you have to give credit where credit is due because this this coaching staff is top-notch. JT Gasso, I, I mean, every time I try and compliment him, bless his heart, he's like, oh, it's the players. I'm like, dude, <laughs> let me let me fan your flame, dog. You are so good at what you do. His, his science brain and his ability to break down offense is the best in the business right now. And Jen Rocha, man, I, I just, wow. I mean, her her leadership for this staff, which has been – You know, they've been tested all year long. And I I think all of us kind of had this question mark of, all right, what are we going to see from this staff? Or no matter how many runs we put up on the board, we're also facing really good offenses. And 
I think she, I think Coach Rocha went to another level with that pitching staff of getting them prepared, allowing them to keep everything in perspective, even with a couple early losses in this tournament. Um, I just, I, I can't even express the pride and, and how happy I am to see this team win it all. So after the 16 season, the, the leader of that team, the, uh, the captain graduated. In Aaron Miller, and I think what was uh, Katie Self, senior on that team, too. So this year, the captain, in all likelihood, coming back in Lindsey Elam, the core is coming back. I hate to get too carried away looking ahead, but, you know, they've got some help coming in the circle. They've got incredible talent coming back. I mean, Aaron, what's going to be the key for them to try to match what they did in 2022? Yeah. I mean, you put it in great perspective. It's like, I want to soak up this moment, but you can't help but go, all right, hang on. We've got a, a good chunk of these players coming back as well as a very successful freshman class. And I would guess maybe a utilization of a transfer portal in some regard. I know there's a lot of players bouncing into that market right now. And You just can't help but wonder and speculate of how much success we might see come next year. Could a team like this go back to back? I mean, they're definitely going to be adding more talent to this roster. So I'm with you. I'm already chomping at the bits to call more softball. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. All right. I said two more quick ones, but but two more quick ones. I promise. And I'll let you get out of here. (laughs) Number one, every year there seems to be maybe if it's a – a rules adjustment or at least a a different focus for the umpires. I can remember, I think 17, they started really enforcing the, the out of the batter's box after Baylor's run. We have the pitching lanes that were added, you know, that maybe five or or actually longer than that, maybe like a decade ago. Is this the year whenever we see maybe replay expand beyond just the SEC postseason tournament and kind of permeate throughout the postseason or no? You know, that has that has been probably the most controversial topic through this softball season is wanting instant replay, especially when it comes down to championship play. Yeah. We did get to see the utilization of that during the SEC championship tournament. So it's it's being done, right? Like we ESPN has the assets to make that happen. We've got the resources. It's just a matter of uh, can we all pull the rope in that direction? NCAA having to get on board, conferences, um, ESPN having to show up with that equipment for all those games that are covered. But, I, I mean, there's been a rally cry for it from everyone, from coaches, players, spectators, announcers. I mean, it, it's been all hands on deck that have been demanding that instant replay. And when we look back, Chris, to some of the – some of the tight calls, I think of the the play at first with Mendez, I think of the obstruction call. I even think of some strike zone where it's like, man, we, we want to see some of these calls um, get get accurate in real game time scenarios. So I, uh, I'm with you. I think that that's probably going to be looked at pretty heavily. And then finally, just how take us through how fun it is for this team right now, Aaron. You got to celebrate two titles and – I mean, I feel like you all are getting to celebrate right along with this team right now because you're so proud of what they've done. But how special is this moment? What is it like whenever you wake up the morning after winning a championship? You know, I um, it's very nostalgic. Like getting to be with those girls last night in their uniform and 
talk to them and hug them with the game sweat still on them. You know, like I, I remember all of those feelings and I also know that it doesn't quite hit you until the days after when you wake up and you're like, did I, did we wait a second? Did that actually happen? Is this, am I living a dream? Um, it, it will continue to sink in the weight of the moment will continue to settle into these athletes and these coaches and, uh, you know, get to design your ring and do the celebrations and the interviews and hopefully going up to the White House and doing the whole nine yards that come with a championship. Um, I just, I, every time I see those girls, I'm like, soak it in. And the one liner I always say, even back to when they came and did a cycle bar class with me and Norman, is that no one, no one will ever take this away from you. It is yours forever into eternity. Um, you know, some of us alum, almost all of our alum have our natty tatties. We've got national championship date tattoos and that I wear it with pride. We all take so much pride in what we've accomplished because nobody can take that away from us. So I hope they soak it in and just enjoy every moment of it. Aaron, it's been a blast to not only call games with you, but to have this podcast during the postseason. I'm ready for 2022. Uh, enjoy it and uh, have a great have a great weekend in summer, Aaron. Absolutely, playing. Good to hear from you. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. So from recapping everything with Aaron Miller, let's hear from the coach, Patty Gasso. Full, unedited post-game presser after winning the national championship. We are now joined by head coach Patty Gasso and the real MOP of the tournament, it looks like. Yeah. Let's begin with Ryan Aber. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Patty, uh, congratulations. Uh, wondering, what was that last moment of the game like? It looked like you were almost holding on to the fence to, to keep you standing there. And... Uh, you know, it, what, what does this mean to cap off this unique season in this manner? And also, I understand uh, DJ is getting married tomorrow. Is that right? Uh, yes, he is. He's got a rehearsal dinner happening as we speak. So, um, 
I'm paying for it, but I'm not there. And I'll be at the <laughs> wedding tomorrow. Um, so a lot of things were happening. I, did, I don't think anyone expected that. They, <laughs> okay, hang on, JT. Wait, Grace, go with Dad. Go on. Um, I don't think anyone thought that they would take uh, an extra day. So that kind of screwed up family plans. But um, I will be there for the wedding. So I'm really excited about that. I'm sorry that he missed it. Um, but that is a pretty big deal for us tomorrow. So Giselle, um, my heart just was overflowing with joy for her because it was a tough season for her. It was her super senior year. She had a lot of things to prove. 2019 didn't finish the way she wanted and went through some really um, tenacious surgery and rehab just to get back and play that last season. So um, I'm just overwhelmed with joy for that young lady because she was very diligent and fought through it and didn't have her best season, and she would tell you that. But I don't know that it matters right now to her because she had that moment in the course of about seven days and caps off her career in the most ultimate way you could ever think of. James Hale. You know, Patty, at the beginning of the year, you told me you thought you might have a special team. Now you've got a national championship, your fifth. Your early thoughts have turned out to be totally correct, haven't they? Uh, I knew we were good. I, I knew we were good. It was really what got us here was really good leadership, um, a great staff, great staff strength coach, um, great hitting coach, great pitching coach, just surrounded with some really hardworking people. And I think these hardworking people had so much belief in this team and they felt it daily. We, we practice hard. We practice hard daily. They will tell you that. And um, it's how it all pays off. It's just a lot of hard work and a lot of belief in our culture and our championship mindset and all that we put to work there. And our Ingolbrecht. Hey, Patty, congrats on the win. I just want to know, how does it feel winning this national title after everything this team and program had to go through last year with COVID? What does it mean just for the university to come out of last year and this year of champion? Yeah, I just don't know that people understand how rough it was. Um, I think every coach in the country could relate where week by week you're wondering who's going to be at practice and who might not, whether they are contact traced and they're out for two weeks, 10 days. It, it, was, um, it was really tough. It was tough on a few players particularly that were quarantined but never had um, tested positive. So there was a lot of that going on. When we started the season, we didn't know um, who might not be traveling with us. So every day at practice, I was trying to get people to learn new positions to fill in in case we don't have those players with us. So it was, uh, it was hard. It was, um, but at the same time, they were so athletic and understanding about it and saying, hey, whatever we need to do to win, put me wherever you need to put me. Some players were sitting out when, you know, they 
they know that they're good enough to be in. Um, it was just such a selfless team approach the entire season. Um, that's what it's about. Brian Chapman. Hey, Patty, you kind of talked about the leadership in Giselle, but also Shannon and Nicole, your super seniors. Like, what did they mean to the team this year? And especially as you're having to rally this weekend, staving off elimination, basically the entire you know time you're here in Oklahoma City. Yeah, I, you could see both teams today were really starting to run out of gas, especially with how hot it was and the amount of games that we played and the quick turnarounds that we have to face on a pretty much daily basis. Um, Giselle was just something different about her this week that everyone felt very confident about. Um, she had a different look, approach, calm, confident, wanting the ball. Shannon as well. Shannon was ready at all times. Nicole May got some really valuable experience on um, this big stage. But Nicole Mendez is a whole nother level of leader and um, it can be in, she's so well-spoken, she's so passionate, but anything she says, she backs it up. I think Jossie's a lot like that as well. Um, Lindsay Elam, another, she's our captain. There was some really good leadership going on this week. Um, those three in particular, I was really proud of how they took some things over. I think they helped people like Lou get fired up and have big, uh, a big week, um, huge week for her. And Lou is someone that is sitting out and wondering when I'm getting in. And I mean, she got that opportunity. She just blasted. And then that moment, it's like, I don't care whether this is a matchup for you or not, you're staying in the game. And some of the catches she make, made were incredible. Uh, Jada Coleman, Tiari Jennings, some of the young ones, had to be led by those who have been there, and they did a really nice job of that. Eric Bailey. Hey, Patty, just want to ask you, when we talk about passing the torch, how much, you talked a little bit about it, but the leadership that those super seniors, seniors are giving players like Jada, you know, players like Chiara, how big is that for the future of the program? Oh, I can't even tell you. It's so hard to get here. It is so difficult to be sitting here. Like I can't even, words can't even express. It's just really hard. Um, it's a grind. And everyone's got to be kind of in the right mindset. And there are a few of our players that were really struggling uncharacteristically this week. Um, but the freshmen finding and feeling what it takes to pull this off is invaluable. Kinsey Hansen, um, kids like that, that are just, well, I guess they're super fresh. What are they? Super sophomores. So. Um, this is a young group. And I didn't realize until we lost our first game, I'm driving home from, or driving to the hotel from the stadium and I'm I'm thinking wow why did we look so dear in the headlight we weren't quite ready for what we were facing with Odyssey and James Madison and I started counting like how many players have been here before and there was a lot less than what I thought because they've handled themselves so well in postseason and through the season but 
it's quite a different situation when you get to the big stage and what they've been dreaming of. But for them to find out what it feels like and what it takes to win it, the uh, future is really, really bright for the Sooners. Graham Hayes. Hi, Patty. Uh, you have the five titles, but four, basically four different generations of core players have won titles for you, which not many women's programs in any sport have done. What was the tipping point for you when you knew that the program could reload year after year after year and always compete? I, I just think our staff does a really, we work really hard recruiting, really hard. So you got to get good athletes, but you got to get athletes that fit your program. And I feel like we found those athletes and um, it's really become a great sisterhood. We had some of our national champions up in the stands. I took a picture with Sid Romero and Kelsey Arnold, and they made sure I knew that they were present for three of the five national championships. And um, so it's just, it's just a really tremendous culture that we're living in, and the expectations don't get too big for them. But um, this culture is it's breeding itself, and it's also bringing in a lot of athletes who want to be part of it. Karen? Patty, the uh, 2013 team, a lot of folks hold up this as sort of your gold standard just in terms of power and balance, uh, one, one player to the next. I, I, don't, I don't think you'd argue that point. And I know they're all special to you, all your champions. Now that this team is done, do you see uh, comparisons, viable comparisons between this one and the one from eight years ago? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you got a Lauren Chamberlain and Jocelyn Allo. You've got um, Shelby Penley and a Tiare Jennings. I mean, you can compare them all the way down the lineup. Um, we had more lefties in the 2013, um, but they were, they were hybrid type players. They could bunt, they could slap. They could hit gaps. They could hit it out at times. Um, we had a few of our athletes like a Jada Coleman be able to do that. So they're very comparable top to bottom. Um, d don't make me choose because I can't. They're, <laughs> they're both very, uh, very worthy. Uh, Jenny Carls. Hey, Patty. Uh, you talked a little bit yesterday about Jocelyn and just her – um, the fact she was able to bring it every time and to open up the scoring in the first inning with that home run, you know, and being your designated player, hitting is her, her deal. Uh, with that kind of impetus, how important was that for her to, uh, to hit that home run today, but also just the, the challenge of that's how she's, that's how she's you know, going to be measured game to game to, to come through like she did for you guys this week. Yeah, we knew that we wanted to set the tone pretty early. And uh, Jocelyn Alla was made differently, made differently. Um, when she puts her mind to something, she gets it done, whatever it is. And um, she's such a perfectionist with hitting. <laughs> we handed her the circle late in the game and she just got right in the middle of this team and told them what they needed to do and how they needed to change. There's nothing I'm going to do to stop that because they want to listen. They want to hear what she has to say. Um, but she is a perfectionist and one of the smartest hitters I've ever seen, uh, knows how to use her body the right way. 
um, knows what to look for. She was so, so focused and calm throughout this series, um, the entire World Series, that um, it disrupts pitchers, it disrupts their rhythm, it dis it's hard to call what to call against her, what pitch to throw, because she is so versatile with about every pitch. So she was um, just a really outstanding leader by voice and by example this week. All right, last one for Coach Josh Callaway. Yeah, Coach, I guess it's a good way to finish it off. I was going to ask you to talk about the WCWS as a whole. Um, you smashed attendance records and, and viewership records. Just it, it feels like the sport of softball took a step forward in the last week. Uh, just your take on the whole event of, of this week's WCWS. Yeah, I could tell you that I'm. we were all absolutely overwhelmed with <clears throat> the fan support from the Sooners, from the state, from um, – then there were people coming up to us at the hotel that are from different states just coming out to watch us. And, but the Sooner fans showed up in droves. It was so unreal. We have never felt anything like that. Um, our athletes were talking about, feels like we're on the sidelines of an OU football game, how loud it is. We just couldn't hear each other. And the fans were passionate, and they were, um, I thought, very respectful to our opponents as well. And they really, when I first started here, um, no one really knew what softball was about. Now we've got some very educated fans that know exactly how this game is played, and uh, they know when to interject with us and when to feed us with uh, their noise and their passion. And uh, it's moments that these players will never forget. It'll live in their lives forever, and they'll be able to tell their grandchildren what this felt like. Um, but it's not just the OU fans. I mean, every team we play has a really strong supporting group right behind their dugout that is as passionate as everyone, you know, everybody else in the stadium that might be wearing OU. So, um, there are names that showed up, like Odyssey Alexander, that everyone will remember from this World Series. Rachel Garcia threw her last game as a college athlete here at the College World Series. I mean, there were some, so many wonderful storylines. To be a part of it was um, really special to this team and to our program and to our university. So it's been quite an honor to be part of it and just so appreciative of all the work that goes in by all the crew, whether it's ground crews, the uh, NCAA crew that's helping us through a lot of the uh, changes in schedule and so forth. And what I really hope, um, in a very sincere way, I think a lot of us coaches spoke up, um, this this tournament is big it's getting really really big it's getting a lot of viewership it's getting talked about a lot um, as coaches we just want to do what's best for this sport um, in a respectful way and we just hope that people are listening whether it's changing our schedules giving us an extra day not having us play in late evening games um, <laughs> There's just a lot of things that definitely instant replay absolutely needs to be a part of this. Um, so it feels to me like this College World Series really exposed a lot of things in a good way that need to change to make our game better for our student-athletes. 
Coach, it's been an absolute pleasure over the past week and a half. Thank you so much for being so gracious with your time. Congratulations, and uh, you are first class as always. Well, I appreciate all of you media who are making this game as big as it is. Uh, besides television, you guys are doing a great job of covering us, and we, we all, on behalf of softball collegiately, we appreciate you all. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. And from the coach to the players, Nicole Mendez and Jada Coleman talking about the Sooners' Game 3 clincher over Florida State. Sure. Um, for both of you, what was it like watching uh, Giselle get this opportunity? I don't know if we all thought she would get it. And, and just and not just being good, but being really good, just delivering. Start with Nicole, please. Um, I just remember being so proud um, I remember last year whenever she got hurt and her not knowing if she'd be able to come back. I remember two years ago in 19 being on the other side of this ball and her pitching her heart out and to see her come back from both of those two big adversities and to be where she is, like, I just, I can only smile because it's such a G thing to do to come in and to say, okay, you know what, I'm going to own this one and I'm going to bounce back from this injury and I'm going to carry my team to this championship. It was such a special moment. Jada? She just came out on fire this weekend. I mean, she was built for the College World Series. Her mindset is for the College World Series. And um, we've had Nicole have come in for her earlier in the season, but she came in to be G-Wars this week. And she came this game saying, I'm G-Wars, I'm about to – UG Wars thing. So I'm just so proud of her. Um, great super senior to look up to. It was great. Rihanna, Hotkey. Uh, let's go to Eric Bailey. Hey, Nicole. I just wonder a game like this, a championship, how big is it for these younger players on the team? And they experienced it. You got to experience it with them. How big was this win moving forward for the Oklahoma program? And then also for Jada, how big is it to win one as a freshman to come in and, and have this your first year? Start with Nicole, please. Um, I just, whenever I think of Oklahoma, I think of championships. Um, this is what we do here. And for this freshman class, they stopped being freshmen in the fall. Um, they are so talented and they are so confident and they play the game with such grace and maturity that um, I don't even think of them as freshmen. So moving forward, they have three more years of this and the talent that's coming in is only better. Um, I just think Coach has done a great job building this program, not just for this year or next year, but for the future. Um, definitely <laughs> am ready to watch them and see what they do because – getting to be in these games and getting to win these games and have a season like this, uh, whenever they're juniors and seniors, that season mentality, that um, experience is going to help them in more ways than they can count. Jada? Um, winning a national championship my freshman year, it, it was high expectations, but you know that when you commit here and when you sign here, you have very high expectations. You're the best of the best, and you play the best of the best all the time. And I, I can't believe I'm sitting here right now actually having this hat on and this shirt. <laughs> like, I, I, I knew I believed in this team that we were going to do it, but to actually do it, 
I, I just like want to cry. Like this is my dream, and to do it my freshman year. Now I just got to keep on doing it and not <laughs> and not give up and just keep working. Abby Bitterman. Yeah, Nicole, just to bookend your um, time at Oklahoma with two national championships, just how do you look back on your own career here? Um, I think that I grew from a young girl into a woman uh, during these past five years and coming in as a freshman and winning it um, and then struggling and grinding and working with different teams to get back to this moment. And finally, in my last year, winning it again, um, I don't know, it just seems like such a way to go out. And I know a lot of athletes don't get to experience this kind of closure the way that um, those super seniors have been able to. But I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, the ups and downs, the trials, I'm just, I'm at peace. And I am so grateful for the time that I've had at OU and for the experiences coaches taught me and uh, what the team has taught me. Ray Helmer? Yeah, Nicole, the other day after the first loss, you said this team doesn't lose twice. And shoot, if you weren't right, you guys won the next two, won the national championship. Um, can you just talk about the resiliency of this team? Um, every time you lost a game, you came back and won it and, uh, to win the national championship. And Jada, if you could also talk about the resiliency of this team and what and how that made this team so special. Start with Nicole, please. Um, I just think this past year and a half has built this team. Um, and we definitely took advantage of the time that we could have together with the incoming freshmen um, with COVID and the rule changes and all that stuff. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, at one, it's a complete belief in one another. I mean, you can't be resilient if you don't believe in the person beside you, the person in front of you, the person behind you. If you don't have that belief, that trust, then you're not going to go anywhere. And then it's a pride thing. Um, I'm proud to represent OU, and I'm proud to represent my sisters, Coach Gasso, this university. And I'm not going to let anybody come out and beat me twice. And I take that personally if I get a loss, and we take it personally, and we fight for each other because it's – it's not just me. It's just my team. It's OU. It's this university. It's all that kind of stuff. So I think that definitely plays into the resiliency factor. Jada? We've been resilient since I stepped on campus just with COVID and just with all the things that we've had to go through. But um, the pride of not letting a team beat us twice is something that I hope to take into next year. And we've shown throughout the season, like, we can't let this team beat us twice. Like, let's let's trust in each other and let's keep on moving and let's just fight, fight to the end. Jenny Carlson. Hey guys, um, Nicole, I wanted to see if you could um, talk about that play there right before the end when you face planted. <laughs> um, I hope you're okay, um, but can you talk me through that? And then, Jada, I was wondering if you could also um, talk about Jocelyn's hitting a, a huge homer to start the scoring today. Um, I think about the fact that she only plays that designated player role. I only, I don't mean only, only like just the, the, the fact that hitting is her thing to come out and have that kind of performance. What, how difficult is that? And what has she meant to you guys? Dana, let's start with you while Nicole contemplates her face plan. Yeah, Jossie starting the game off like that was a big momentum shifter just for us to start. Like, we needed momentum. We needed to get that 
all right, like, let's go. Like, that's going to be our spark type of thing. And for her to come in and relay, like, what what she's seeing, what she's feeling, so we know how to feel like when we go up to bat. And it was it was huge for her to do that so early in the game and just start the pace for our first three. Nicole? Um, I think you can kind of, like, see right here. There's a little bit of a mark. Um, but I just remember thinking before that pitch, the girl had already hit two to me and right, and so I was kind of ready for something my way. But um, like I said earlier, this team, like, we do it for each other. And I just remember thinking to myself, especially, like, towards the later games, whenever it's, like, bigger moments, I, I always think to myself, like, I would run through a wall for my pitcher. And uh, the ball came, and I was like, well, I'm either going to catch it or I'm not, but I'm not going to drop it because I slowed down or anything. So I like, ran right into that wall, uh, smacked it right in the face, knocked off my glasses. Um, but, yeah, I just remember thinking, like, I'm going to go all out. Like, she's going all out. Like, why wouldn't I go all out for her? So, um, But I do think it's really fitting that the game ended in the circle and it G got to get the last out. I think that was something really special. Thanks for being a part of the Sooner Sports Podcast all season long. We'll continue our coverage. We're not taking the whole summer off, maybe a couple weeks here and there, but make sure you stay subscribed at Soonersports.com slash podcast or however you consume podcast. Uh, we've got more classic games to come. Uh, the Legacy Series, we'll fire that back up this summer now that we have some time to truly get into it and do some writing. And we'll count down to what's definitely going to be an exciting and anticipated college football season. Congratulations to Patty Gasso and the Oklahoma Sooner softball team, the fifth national championship in program history. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you at the celebration on Saturday night at 630 at Boomer Sooner. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind, home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network.